Welcome to the Rich Man Podcast with me, your host, corporate dropout turned seven-figure CEO in 18 months, Melanie Aubert. I'm a business coach that's determined to normalize women and wealth. We are completely ditching the old, outdated boys club way of running a business, and I'm teaching you the new way of attraction marketing, soulful selling, and wealth embodiment. Instead of marrying the rich man, we are the rich man. Get comfortable, get ready, and let's dive in. Welcome back, my beautiful human, to the Rich Man Podcast. I'm so excited for this conversation today. It has come up in a plethora of programs, in the Offer Accelerator, in the Mastermind, in Intensives, and I knew it was time to create a podcast episode from it because I think that it'll it's just beneficial for everyone when it comes to launching and what it means, what to do when a launch that you've had previously, like a program that you've sold in the past that did really well, and then relaunching it or reselling it, it doesn't do it that well. And you're like, what the hell happened? Like this is program typically sells better and it's not selling better. What does this mean? What do I do? How do I ensure it doesn't happen again? So on and so forth. So I'm going to walk you through different pieces to explore because it's always just feedback. Uh, many times I find that if it when we're at a certain level of business, it's less about the marketing and and, and how hard we're pushing it or, or, or how much we're inviting people into it and lo- and more about the energetics of what we actually can hold. That's how we feel about the actual container itself. So we're gonna explore those options today. If if this is you and you're experiencing this or you have yet to experience it, you'll be solid. You'll have the tools to navigate through it. So let's dive into it. Here's the first thing I suggest you do uh, when you experience a flopped launch after a previous successful launch. Okay, number one, and we've talked about this in the in previous podcast episodes, but it's always relevant, is do you actually want to sell this program? Uh, many times when I dive deeper with with clients and when this comes up is it's typically a program that they're like, well, you know, I was kind of thankful it didn't fill. I was kind of thankful only three people showed up instead of 10. I was kind of thankful that this happened. I kind of can't hold that right now or just thinking about holding that kind of sucks or I actually want to sell this thing instead. So just check the intention. Do you actually want to sell this thing? Like were you actually excited about it or you're just doing it to do it to do it? Because that makes a big difference. Obviously your enthusiasm and the attention behind you launching, it makes, makes a difference. And if you weren't excited about the container itself, what what needs to change for you to get excited about it? Like many times when we've had like, let's say a previous round, it was very successful that you had run this program. Um, it was amazing, but it felt like a lot. Like it felt very heavy. It felt like it took all of your energy. Even though the conversations were great, the clients were great, everything was amazing. It felt like a lot. So going into this new launch, subconsciously, there might be a fear of, I don't know if I want to hold a lot again. I don't know if I want to hold this much going into this next launch. And then when you do a sell it, you're like, oh shit, I didn't get a lot of people in. And it's like, well, no, duh. Did you actually want to hold that much? So sometimes just cleaning up the intention. And if you need to adapt the container to get your psyche on board of this is actually doable and manageable and and holdable and it feels nice to hold it, that's the changes we need to make to ensure that you feel good about the decision and the launch moving forward. Another reason why a program is turns into a flop-tastic a, a flop catastrophe, <laughs> say that 10 times fast, is because you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to do better. And I find that we do this a lot, especially in the online world and especially with us seeing so many people doing so well and exceeding and quantum leaping. And we feel this sense of urgency on having to keep up with other people. And so what this will look like is going into a launch, there's a ton of pressure to double it, to triple it, to exceed the expectation, to make far more money. And that pressure most times is blocking our ability to receive. 
believe because whenever we're feeling that intense fear or pressure, pressure is fear, right? We're putting pressure on it because we're afraid it won't actually turn out the way we want it to. That is rooted in scarcity, right? We feel the fear and the scarcity when we are doubting our ability to produce and our ability to do what we need to do. And with that becomes the law of attraction, we now become a frequency for things not turning out the way we want them to. So I would just check yourself. Are you putting a lot of pressure on this launch to be something specific, either a higher income, a um, certain kind of, you know, client amount or whatever it is? Are we putting pressure on ourselves? That's very unnecessary. And again, ask yourself, what is that rooted in? Fear? What am I actually afraid of? What's the worst case scenario? Can we clean up the energetics behind this? Because likely that could be the culprit as to why this launch did not turn out how you wanted it to turn out. The next reasoning, and one that I find the most fascinating, is the actual client that you're serving. So I want to give a personal example of what this looks like because I see this happening with my clients all too often. And again, this is what I mean when I say there's so many synchronicities between what we experience in the flopped and failed launches of programs that have done phenomenally previously, but it's a client themselves. And it could be the conversation being had. So one thing that we forget in this online space is you're going to evolve. You're going to elevate your standards and yourself and your clients. And with that comes elevating your containers as well. So with that, we have to clean up the energetics behind our containers themselves. What I mean by that is, let's say you had a previous round of your mastermind and it was great. It filled, the, it was easy. It just felt really expansive for you. And the conversation was a lot of handholding. It was a lot of, it was a lot of diffusing bonds. You felt like it was a constant whenever you woke up and checked the messages in Boxer. You're like, holy shit, there's 250 messages in here. Uh, I can't keep up. So there was just a lot of, of anxiety around this container. Again, everything else felt fine. So what happens is many times when we don't actually look at this and pay attention to how we're feeling um, in containers is when we go into our next launch of it, if we don't have squeaky clean energy, what could be is a subconscious fear that we're going to repeat history. Meaning you don't actually want to hold those conversations. You don't actually want to hold hands. You don't actually want to dot, dot, dot. What instead you do want to do since the time that has passed since that container, maybe life experience, you're joining different containers, your just knowledge has improved, you want an elevated client in your containers. Um, going into this next launch, you're like, I really want people who want to have a dynamic conversation. People who want to enter this container who, you know, are self-led, who will, yes, have bad days and, and need some support. Obviously, that's what the container is for. Um, but it's not a place where we complain and, you know, there's, there's no action being taken. It's just a bunch of like uh, people screaming and whatever. And if we don't actually clean that up, what will happen is again, it will manifest. It will start seeding itself. And then going to the launch, if it's not cleaned up, we actually don't want it going back to point number one. We don't actually want to to hold that container. And so when we launched again, 10 people joined the first time. The second time we're like, only two people joined. What? WTF? And that's exactly why. So what we want to do is even if the intention is like, I absolutely want to hold this container again, it felt so good. It felt so expansive. I want to keep doing this. It's can we change the boundaries around who this container is for and the intention behind the, the container and the conversations you want to hold, the support you want to provide, the vibe, the experience. We want to make sure that it's very, again, squeaky clean is the vibe here. 
if we do not pay attention to what is seeding itself in our subconscious, um, this will happen time and time and time again. Again, it's not just because you know, you suck or your launch sucked or this sucked or that sucked. It could just be these small little blips that we have to pay attention to and have to just, just offer some assistance to and to clean up. And this is where we're able to do so when we, when we give the energetics a bit of attention. And let me say too, because I know that I, I attract a lot of people who are, um, understand the energy and the strategy as a, as a combination, which is literally what I teach is, is the, the two of those simultaneously, um, you can't have one without the other. So again, even if your launch plan and how you were marketing was effortless and it was squeaky clean and it was everything that you've done previously that's been successful, if the energy is off, it still won't work. And the same is true in reverse. If the energy is squeaky clean and amazing and fantastic, and when you go to launch it, the your marketing sucks, you're not actually putting any effort towards the the uh, promotion of the container, it won't sell. So it goes hand in hand, the, the two items together. In this episode, we're literally just talking about the energetics of, of things that I typically find are the reasonings behind this case in particular. But what I want you to do is just look at the intention. Do you actually want this container to sell? Do you actually want to hold it? Two... Do you find that the your experience in the container was a lot? Like, can you energetically hold that same kind of conversation with your current workload? If the answer is no, how can we either adapt the container to match what you can hold or two, clean up boundaries in your business and life now to then match and to be able to hold the container when we launch it? And then three is, is the client ideal in this situation? Is the client an elevated client that you actually want to speak to and work with and, and hold? And if it's not, who is an ideal client? Who is the kind of person that you want to speak to and work with? And then when it comes to pressure, are we putting a lot of emphasis on this launch? Are we, are we making, freaking ourselves out by questioning whether or not we can do it again or double it or triple it? We want to be very I don't want to say like easy breezy, beautiful, cover girl, uh, but I definitely want to have a very laxed sureness when it comes to my launches. Like it's not a hectic or chaotic environment for myself. It's very, very, very expansive. It's very easy. It's very effortless. Like for me, launching is like a spa day. Like we are just coasting, we're doing it, we're showing up. For me, I've really created that environment for myself because that feels really good. Um, if I have to stress out or be frantic, that does not work for myself and my personality type. And just, I don't think for anyone personally, but that's just how it is for me. So what I want you to pull out from any kind of failed launch, flop launch that had a successful launch previously, pull out the data and not the drama. Data over drama. I'm going to make t-shirts that say this because we need to extract the data and not the drama. Uh, again, I like to think about, and I, and I love to use this example because I think we forget this when we're owning our own business. I come from corporate marketing America, right? So in, in corporate marketing, you fail every day. Like the, it's very rare that everything you do is successful. Like it, marketing is intended to be trial and error. You try new things, see if it works. If not, you pull what did work, if there was any, and then you move on. And it's continuous and it's nonstop and it's ongoing. And for many of us, we forget that. Like in our online business, we're like, oh, can't fail. Please do not fail. And it's just constant. Something didn't work. Where instead of extracting the data, we just run. And we're like, I'm not doing that again. That did not feel good. And so I like to adapt the same kind of principles that I had in my corporate job into my own business is 
that that's the name of the game is we're always just trying to find out new ways to to do it better and to be more efficient and to be cleaner at what we do and to excel faster and then be more efficient. And like that is the only way we're able to do that is if we flop, extract the data and then move on. And even if it's not a flop, but you're like, that was not what I thought it was going to be. What didn't go as planned? Like, can, can we actually dissect what did and did not go the way that we wanted it to? And what can we either do again or not do again? And just have that continuous support from ourselves ongoing for forever. That, my friend, will change how you approach your business and the fear we have when it comes to just owning that things didn't go right. And I will say, and this is just in general when it comes to launches and, and containers and whatnot, as I always love to have reflect on things that I'm like, oof, that felt like really, I thought for sure this was going to be a bigger, a larger program. Clean it up. All the items we talked about today, clean it up. Go through the list. See what feels good for you. It doesn't feel good for you. Data over drama. And then what I love to do is I love to remind myself that whoever's in that container is meant to be in there. If I wanted 10 and I got three, those are three whole ass human beings who chose me. And so the the gratitude I feel for the work that I do and the people who choose to be in my world, that will never go unnoticed and that will that will never change. So can we go back to gratitude? Can we still find gratitude in the moments where we're like, damn, that kind of sucked. I'm not saying like toxic positivity where we're like, everything is fine. I'm fine. Everything feels good. I'm good. When really we're like, I want to cry and just have a moment. Give yourself that moment. Be upset about it not working out the way that you wanted to allow those emotions to pass through you. And then once you feel like you're in a neutral state, come back to it and then dissect it. Because again, your, your perspective is always altered depending on the mood that you're in. So if your mood is very, I'm pissed off, everything sucks what you find will be pretty much everything that's pissed off and everything sucks. So <laughs> allow yourself to be pissed off, allow yourself to be sad, whatever it is for you, allow it to pass through you. And then from there, come back with a gentle, neutral mindset and then go find the data, not the drama. Very, very, very important. And remember, try again. That's it. Try it again. Try it again. What I would love for you to consider is trying to be a, a marketer, like trying to figure out, okay, what can I crack this code? Can I find out my sequence and the way that this is supposed to work for me? And, and can I just play with different variables? And again, keep cleaning up as I go to see what feels good instead of taking everything so personally, because you're amazing. You're fantastic. You smell nice. You're beautiful and you're fantastic at what you do. Can we own that? Okay. I hope you found this immensely helpful with all of this. I highly recommend that you attend one of our next masterclasses. I'll have all those links for you in the description box below. Again, I love you. You're beautiful. You smell nice. I will catch you on the next episode.